0: grumpy old geeks a weekly talk show hosted by brian schulmeister and jason de discussing the finer points of what went wrong on the internet and who's to blame kickstarter fails zane lamprey still can't deliver
1: twitter is useless hashtag duh
0: are you over 30 tinder calls you grandpa
1: facebook can access your account well they did build it and they don't charge you anything for it
0: the color blue not just a bait for stoners anymore
1: lasers on sharks Okay. <laughs> All right. Now we can go back to talking about the weather, Jason. Now,
0: now we can go back to normal
1: <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Well, you know, a little insider baseball. I never listened to the show because I'm lazy. And yeah, I, yeah. I, I I did a few times and I realized that we went from, you know, a pretty strong Bob created intro to us going, "Hey, it's pretty cold outside." No, oh, it's nice here. <laughs>
0: Yeah maybe, yeah, maybe we
1: should do a little intro.
0: It kind of annoys me that you don't listen to the show. I've listened to every single episode multiple times just to make generally make sure that when you were editing, you didn't fuck up. But I, now you don't even listen to our own show. Damn. I, I'm listening to it right now. I'm listening to it live, <laughs> Jason. Live, live, live. Oh <laughs> man, that just just hurts my feelings. I, I mean, know, granted, but... maybe I like I like the sound of my own voice more than you do, but. we'll just kind of we'll deal with it we'll deal with it Mm -hmm. so yeah zane lamprey uh screws up again Uh, the drinking jacket which i spent a lot of money on and i funded uh is late
1: i did laugh at you at the time didn't i yes you did okay So I was right.
0: (laughs) You are. Yes. Well, and and I knew that it was going to be late. It's always going to be late. They're never on time. It's Kickstarter. Kickstarter in general. The nature of
1: the beast is never on time. But you and I have personally been burned by Zane Lamprey before. So this is not shocking.
0: Yeah. Months and months and months late on his last one, which was Chug, which he then sold to uh, I think it was Nat Geo.
1: Yeah. Nat Geo, actually. Yeah. And then uh, Nat Geo, actually. Well, I guess technically we got a bit of a bonus there because Nat Geo actually did edits of the shows that we saw.
0: Really, they did. Uh, they did supercuts.
1: Yeah, they cut them down. I think to half-hour episodes. while we got the full hour or whatever.
0: well, we got forty-four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> but they you. were they were nice. I I enjoyed the show.
1: The so, show was fine. I still hold on to my dream for uh, the original show, which was the best. The three sheets to the wind. Uh, three that, sheets that, was yes, yeah,
0: yeah, definitely mm-hmm. the best. Yeah. Uh, and a follow up on the Pebble campaign, which is now officially the most funded Kickstarter of all time. With twenty-one <laughs> days to go, sixty-five thousand. Plus, people have spent sixteen and a half million dollars for this little watch. That's insane. It's insane. Yes, it, it is utterly insane. It's not even that nice of a watch. I know some people that that have them and they love them, but you know, okay. what are you going to do? I yeah. sixteen million. Sixteen on. million.
1: Good on you. What are you going to do? Oh man. Uh, I have some follow up as well. We talked about that uh, Distill Union Wally Bifold Slim Leather Wallet a couple of weeks back and I actually did order it and I got it. I'm using it on a daily basis. I wouldn't say it's life changing, but it's uh, it's definitely by far the most slim line wallet I've ever owned. And I like that. And every time I bust it out to pay for something, people do tend to ask me
0: or want to look at it. So it, it, it's a cool little wallet. OK, cool. Well, I'll check it out next week when we hang out in person. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes. Even though I am in lovely Southern California, uh, we're, we're doing this over Skype, which is silly, but I don't have a car.
1: It's not silly because uh, that is the nature of Los Angeles. It is easier for me to get to Chicago than it is to get to the Valley.
0: That's true. That is actually true. <laughs> Scary, sad, but true. Yes. And, um, and, and when I came in yesterday, I did not Uber. I, mm-hmm. I actually called a limousine company. Congratulations, and, and had them send me a town car, and it was it was more expensive than probably an Uber, but it was nicer. They met me with a the sign. They mm-hmm. had they had my name, and the dude was waiting for me, and yes. he was he was a professional soccer player from Sweden.
1: Really? Yeah. And he's driving a car here.
0: He's a real estate agent. And uh, one day a week, he drives a limo to just make some extra cash because he's like getting his real estate business going. But uh, it was cool. I got to meet a professional ex-professional soccer player from Sweden. I didn't know they had those.
1: (laughs) Well, they do have those. They have lots of soccer teams there. (laughs) And uh, they're actually quite good. And, you know, they're usually good second, third runs in the World Cup. So go Sweden.
0: All right. Okay. I figured there was too much snow to play soccer.
1: Uh, No, they play soccer everywhere in the world, except for here.
0: Am I snow-splaining? I don't know.
1: I don't know. (laughs) But let's transition from your Swedish driver to IKEA, which is coming out with its gigantic own line of wirelessly charging smartphone table desks and lamps.
0: Yeah, this doesn't work with my phone, so I didn't really care that much.
1: No, it doesn't work with my phone either. But I mean, we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, the wireless charging things a couple of weeks ago. And and I mean, there's no more mainstream way to go than to actually have Ikea carrying these things.
0: No, it's very cool. I I don't know anybody that's going to buy one, but uh, when they when Apple picks it up, I'll I'll move over and give it a shot.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. They're going to need Apple to pick it up. So
0: now I wonder if you can get a case that uh, that does this, because I've seen induction charging units for an iPhone mm-hmm. at, at uh, like Target. You know, you can buy you have to have a special case that plugs uh-huh. into the, you know, the lightning port. But um, yeah. doesn't that
1: defeat the purpose of ease of just putting it on your desk?
0: Well, no, if you have the case that does, that facilitates the charging, then you just set it down. You know, oh, and that's you the just thing. use
1: the case all the time. So yeah. I,
0: the problem yeah. is the case sucked.
1: You know, Please. I like to live dangerously. I tend to go caseless. Oh, commando. <laughs> I go commando style, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably stupid, but uh, that is what I do.
0: Well, I got, I have Apple Care Plus. So right. what I do is, you know, I I generally tend to have a case because I the fucking phone falls out of my pocket all the time. It's like a slippery bar of soap. <laughs> so I like a case that has some grip to it, you know, mm-hmm. and I have the uh, the case that flips like if I if I flip the edge around, it turns into a shutter button, shutter release button. Yeah. So I like that. But yeah, um, the I took my phone in last week to get it fixed because the glass broke. It, it came came loose. Yeah. And the funny part was, was when I was there, I got there like half an hour early just to try and, you know, beat the line for my appointment. Mm -hmm. And they saw that I was there like waiting for half an hour. And when the when the girl came out, I'm like, you know, she's like, oh, we can probably reseed it and all that. I'm like, I need the fastest option because I got to go. And and she saw that I was there for half an hour and they gave me a new phone. And they gave me a new phone and they didn't charge me one of my one of my dings on the seventy nine dollar plan. They're just like, here, here, here's your phone. Go get out of here. That's impressive. I was amazed. I was amazed. Going to double down on that Apple stock now, Jason? Well, it's down now. I'm waiting. I, see, here's the deal with the Apple stock. When when the announcement comes out on Monday, whatever mm-hmm. whatever the announcement is, the, the stock is going to tank. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy.
1: Yeah, I actually might go in and buy a little bit more again too because uh, i've just been what i've been watching the online chatter about the watch it's just going to be insane
0: oh yeah this is going to this is, it's going to drop like a stone and mm-hmm. then when everybody figures out that everybody's going to buy one anyway then the <laughs> stock will go back up yes uh people people are so dumb nah, speaking of dumb the atlantic had an
1: awesome article about twitter which basically confirmed everything that i've been saying about twitter for quite a while which is The unbearable lightness of tweeting. What good is Twitter? Uh, And this guy actually went through and did stats. We love stats. We love statistics. And he basically, we do. We're geeks. Geeks love stats. Mm -hmm. He basically went through and found that you can tweet to your heart's content and it will not drive any traffic to anything ever.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, duh. (laughs) (laughs) most people don't even read. I mean, when you go in to check your Twitter stream, are you a completionist or do you just skip to the end? Um neither i scan okay uh well i mean that is kind of (laughs) that is almost a completionist type of type type of mindset i just skip to the end so and anything that is tweeted from you know midnight last night to when i have my morning sit down which is when i check twitter Mm -hmm. it's all gone it doesn't matter right although people might think that i saw their tweets i don't and yeah and you do the same thing yeah twitter's entertainment it's not a traffic driver you know, well, it, never, had, it to, never has been
1: somebody needs to explain that to the rest of the entire world, because uh, like I've always said, I, Twi- Twitter has the best PR company known to man because you cannot watch news or a TV show. Everybody just acts like Twitter is the end all and be all of the Internet. In fact, the Internet is Twitter.
0: Yeah, I mean, hashtag this, hashtag that. Chris Messina ruined the Internet for us, but um, <laughs> No, I mean, okay. Kevin Rose actually sent out a tweet to his one point two million Twitter followers Mm -hmm. way back in the day. He's like, hey, uh, my buddy Jason's recently single. Anybody want to go on a date? (laughs) Guess how many replies I got? Three. Uh, We need one point two million. And I got three replies. Okay, well, there could be other variables there. Uh, Yeah, me. (laughs) 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 That's that's not
1: what I would call a clean scientific test, Jason you're a dick <laughs> <laughs> i know uh anyways moving on uh beyond twitter uh, I ran into this article on Slate called The Semi-Retirement Myth, and it depressed the hell out of me. Uh, we've talked a lot about this, uh, about the economy and how bad it is, and, and we are grumpy old geeks, and this article is about uh, the generation that's a bit older than us, but uh, it's really depressing, and it's about how you know, they're saying they're not going to retire and blah, 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 and then the real reason being because they actually don't have any money, and then they find out that nobody will hire them because they're old and they'd rather have young people. So that was super depressing. But the real takeaway for this one from me is they did talk a little bit about our generation. And a, you know, a, let's go back to those facts and statistics again, which we love so much. They talk a bit about retirement accounts for our generation, Generation X, which I guess we're on the cusp of. Uh, and the fact that basically everybody in our generation has next to no money in retirement saved up. So quick note to myself, I'm going to add a shack in the middle of nowhere, Mad Max style vehicle and plenty of ammo to my pre-retirement assets because we're going all fucking
0: Thunderdome oh yeah no we're working till we're dead that's it that's that that is the takeaway from this unless we want to move to montana and buy a plot of land you know but but, i mean the
1: take the takeaway from this is is that we need to work until we're dead but we're not going to be able to find jobs because nobody's going to hire us when we're old
0: (laughs) see well that's the difference i i don't care about finding a job you know you and i can both you know make money on the internet somehow period Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I think that that's where we really kind of should pay attention to. And a lot of people should pay attention to this because you can actually make a good living without having to ever have a job. Yeah. You know, Uh, that's my whole fucking career. Twenty years. I've, (laughs) I've, you know, had a few jobs. All the jobs I've had sucked. The times when I make my own money, make my own fortune, go out and find loopholes in the system and exploit those loopholes. And that's that's how I that's how I eat. And I think a lot a lot more people need to kind of get on that bandwagon if they really do want to have some kind of state like stability going forward.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I tend to agree with that. Um you know we've seen there's no such thing as, as company loyalty anymore pension plans retirement plans are a thing of the past uh, most people don't stay with their jobs for very long and if they do they'll get fired and replaced by somebody younger and cheaper anyways at some point the corporate world is just uh, shafting people big time so you know I, I'm right there with you I've been I've been here doing my own thing just as long as you and uh, you know what it lacks for instability well the stability isn't there anymore anyways in the corporate world so, oh
0: yeah no if you find yourself talking to somebody who whose title is director of human resources run <laughs> run run the other direction and go figure out how to get some money. I mean, honestly, the internet is there. You can figure it out. You know, people who are just it, it annoys me when people say I don't know how I'm going, going going to pay the rent this month. I'm like, "Uh, well, go and put your boobs on Snapchat and you can make 20 bucks." You know, there there are ways <laughs> it gets this goes back to a new york times article we'll talk about in a little bit but there are ways to make money on the internet that don't require you going to have a you know going to an office and having a job right you just have to be creative you have to be creative you have to hustle and that's it you know oh. and we're stuck with this cuz if we do try and work at a job we're we're never going to retire period yeah and save people save i my net worth right now is about negative $78,000 and I'm I'm realizing that time is running out to kind of figure this stuff out. So this this, yeah. this article really kind of depressed the shit out of me.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one good thing and the one smart thing that I did is is when I first started my own company when i when I left the corporate world twenty years ago, I had a really good accountant who said, "You are going to take and put in the maximum amount that you can every single year into your retirement plan, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it." He made me do it. I made some decent, uh, decent picks on my stocks. And, uh, if you are a younger geek out there listening to our show, if you're in your twenties, start pumping it in as much as you can, because that stuff builds up over time. I am, uh, fingers crossed and barring any massive crashes in the system, in which case who cares? Cause we're all going to die anyways, and it will be Thunderdome. I'm doing all right for retirement. Well, that's good. That's good to hear.
0: Yeah. <laughs> then i'll come over to your place <laughs> you can you can uh, float me some uh, some beans and rice again i will be going to an undisclosed location well <laughs> the one thing that i do have is a lot of ammo <laughs> so
1: and i'll be using a vpn to connect to you so we can do our skype shows <laughs> and you will not know where i am jason
0: <laughs> brian if there's one thing i can do it's find you i know it's depressing <laughs> now speaking of depressing I I, I listen to The Morning Dump, Jordan Cooper show every morning. Uh, Sadly, I'm in Los Angeles now, so I had would have to get up at six in the morning to listen to it. So it's a little early. But on one of his shows this week, he had uh, one of the best Indiegogo projects I've ever seen, and it's called The Beater Meter. Uh. (laughs) Yes, it's basically leaderboards and uh, wearable for jerking off yeah i saw that in the show notes
1: and i was like i really don't want to click on this and but i felt the need to do it because i already knew you're going to harass me for not going back and listening to the shows so the least i could do is click on all the links that you put in there this is disturbing
0: <laughs> well here's the thing it's never going to get made because i hope not when, when i mean this was we'd listened to the show i think jordan did it like early last week or no no he did it on like I think it was monday um but he gave a dollar and mm-hmm. and and wanted his name up there as a sponsor for the beater meter. Since then, not a single person has <laughs> given them any money. So Good. <laughs> so no, I th- I thought it was proof that we were just going to all die alone in a pool of our own juices, but apparently not.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, apparently if I could mail in a roll of quarters to those guys as a donation, I should because guess what I've noticed recently? Banks do not accept coins. What? Last last I checked they were legal tender.
0: Yeah, they're they're
1: they're They are, they're money. Yes, they're money and they should be. And banks should be required by law to do this. I will not, well, no, hell, I'm going to name them. Screw you, Wells Fargo. That's my bank. And uh, you know, two or three. I i have a big piggy bank that I just dump change in. I, I don't like keeping it. I don't like holding on to it. So anytime I come home, I just throw change in it. And once every two or three years, I empty the damn thing out, and I have like a couple hundred bucks worth of change, basically. Uh, and I remember last time I did it, probably about three years ago. They were a bit snippy about it. They weren't pleased to be taking my change, but they took it all. And you know, they run it through whatever machines that they have wherever they have them. And you know, you're off a little bit here or there. They do a correction, and you know, I. trust them. I don't care. I don't want to count it all myself. Here, take my money. If you tell me I'm five bucks off, fine. I don't care. Uh, This time around, no such luck. I took in all my change the first time and they told me, well, they can no longer accept more than $50 of change per day. And I was like, this is legal tender. This is a bank. Why can't you accept it? Their rules, whatever. The next day, so I was like, all right, well, I'm just gonna have to make a couple trips. Big deal. Yeah, okay. I I come in the next day, and they flat out denied taking any more from me because the change wasn't perfect. At which point I said, well, I don't have a perfect counting machine. I just have one of those ones that you can order off of Amazon, and you slide your change through. It's going to be a little bit off. No big deal. You guys run it through your machine.
0: Whatever it is, it is. No. Denied. That is fucked up.
1: Yes, it So is. I'm sorry.
0: That is That is... Completely messed up because it, it should be illegal. Yeah, there, we don't it's, like it's coins money.
1: either. Banks. I I would be happy if there was no change. Unfortunately, I'm saddled with it. So why the fuck do you get a free pass?
0: Yeah, that is ridiculous. I wonder if Coinstar made a deal with them.
1: That's what I was thinking because they said you should go take it to Coinstar. At which point I said, well, I don't want to lose thirty percent for my money.
0: Yeah, I think it's like eighteen percent now. And, and, and here's is. the weird thing: they made a deal with with PayPal. Mm -hmm. So if you go to a Coinstar machine, put your change in and then like funnel it directly to your PayPal account, they'll take off less, less of a percentage. Yeah. So I wonder if Coinstar is owned by PayPal now.
1: Probably. Who knows? It it was really annoying.
0: That's messed up that they won't take your money. And of like, course, I have money. Take my money.
1: <laughs> I know. It's ridiculous. I went online and ranted about it, of course, and what I've learned since then, and I also Googled. So there's, there's a, a link in the show notes that you should check this out about because he talks about how banks have been moving away from this and basically trying to screw us all. Uh, some banks do accept it. Chase, in particular, a friend of mine told me that they will send you a bag free of charge. You can dump all your change into it. You can mail it to them and they will count it all for you. And within a month or two, it will be deposited. There you go. A month or two whatever. Who cares? At least they're taking it. Doesn't matter. Oh, my God. That's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And apparently credit unions are much better about this, of course. So uh, my next move banking wise is probably going to be going to a credit union because I'm tired of getting screwed by the man.
0: Uh, You know what? I actually use first entertainment credit union, which Mm -hmm. I think you can get into since you're in the entertainment industry. Right. Um. They're fantastic. They have some of the best customer service in the world, and that way you're in the credit union system. Yeah. I i I've, I've I've always had like I'm keeping a a mailing address in California just so I can keep my credit union account. They're mm-hmm. they're awesome. They will. You can probably walk in there with a donkey and they'll give you market value for it. <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> you know they're awesome. So well, you're going to test that out for us next week. Uh, yes, I will take my ass to the credit union. <laughs> the
1: news we have a total hero of the week hero a hero not Not a a zero (laughs) not a zero a hero kurt schilling who does that sports ball thing that you don't know anything about jason Uh, His daughter is off to a college, I believe, and she's following in his footsteps and she's an athlete. And uh, he tweeted something about her going off to this college and being whatever. And then all of a sudden he got trolled hardcore by a bunch of people, particularly young men that probably should be in jail, uh, who said extremely rude things about his daughter. And he went after them and he went after them in epic style. And I'm glad he did. And he's bringing some attention to this and he is going to pursue Uh, with the full weight of the law to whatever he can to get after these guys. So good for him.
0: Yeah, I read some of the things that people were saying about his daughter. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, in most states, you could probably kill them and get away with it.
1: Yeah, and I agree. Uh, This is ridiculous. We're raising a generation of people that think they can say whatever they want. You can't. You cannot just just because you're typing it instead of saying it. You cannot do that.
0: No, no, not at all. And especially when there's things like fisting involved, it was Mm -hmm. it was disgusting.
1: It was disgusting. And I hope these people I hope these guys end
0: up in jail. And I mean, honestly, to disgust me takes a lot. And these guys were they were that is true
1: people. for Jason to actually be disturbed by this. It's got to be
0: pretty messed up. Yeah. And it was. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now, Google, um, Mm -hmm. apparently they're going to start uh, ranking ranking things on facts what, what is this? What is this uh, sorcery that you speak of?
1: <laughs> it, it does seem to be sorcery. And I believe that this is really kind of coming out of everything that we've been dealing with, like the truthers and the anti-vaccine movements and all of that. Uh, there is a push uh, amongst the Google faithful and apparently within the company itself to start basing their rankings on facts instead of just links, meaning that, you know, if Jenny McCarthy's article about how uh, you know, vaccines cause autism. Just because it gets ten gazillion links is not scientifically accurate. It shouldn't show up first in the rankings.
0: W- what? I know. <laughs> I know. Oh God. This could this could change the
1: internet as we know it.
0: Oh my God! A Playboy model puts on clothes and people listen to her, and and they think it's truth. What's weird? What's so weird?
1: Yes. Well, I I'm a hundred percent behind this. I hope that they do it. Uh, Miss Dear Google, we we like facts here on the Grumpy Old Geek podcast. uh, Facts are important. Uh, In fact, we're good at facts. So uh, we also happen to be available
0: part time. (laughs) Well, you know what? You know what? Google should just buy Snopes at this point. They really should, because anytime my mother sends me an email, the first thing I do is run it through (laughs) Snopes because ninety nine point nine 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 percent of the time it's bullshit.
1: You know, I, you're kind of almost throwing that out as a joke, but that's actually a genius idea for them. They could buy out Snopes and they just have little Snopes ranking on, on returns on these things. That would be
0: amazing. Well, I mean, look at Facebook. They, they have the, you know, the, they've got like, you know, things now that say that this is parody or this is supposed to be funny when somebody posts an onion link. Yeah. And I think that they should have that in in Google. You know, it's marked as an advertisement, also mark it as bullshit. Bullshit. Yes. (laughs) You know what? They can use the the culturally appropriate poop emoji now on on there. So (laughs) Uh, but the one thing they are doing also is that they are ranking sites by their mobile friendliness, Uh, which is actually really good because, you know. 99 or not 99, sorry, I'm sorry. 65% of our traffic to our website comes from mobile devices. Yeah. That, that makes sense because people are listening to podcasts when they click on the show, note, show notes link that yeah. comes with it. Then they just go from their phone and they can look at all the beautifully archived links that we have every mm-hmm. week. And for this week, you can go to grumpy slash 99 to get our get our show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're they're really starting to uh, up the the mobile ranking, which is well, great.
1: I- I like that for a number of reasons, one of them being what we do for a living. This might actually push some of our clients that have ancient websites to come into the 20th century um, when they start to see their rankings going down because they are still running HTML5 or or 5, HTML4 or non-responsive design or, God forbid, Flash on their websites. Yeah. And they simply just won't pay to update them. And apparently Google is finally realizing that Google Plus was a complete and utter waste of time.
0: I know this makes me sad though because I really wanted that one to work.
1: I got to tell you I've I've been I think I mentioned this last week. I can't even remember what I say anymore. Maybe I should listen to the show, Jason. Oh, good. Um, maybe, maybe. I, I I've got to say I've been forced to post on Google Plus and use it for a client and it is slick. I it is the nicest interface of any of the social media and if
0: only people were there. I'm telling you, that's the that's the crazy part. I love Google Plus. Yeah, I go there. I I hang out with podcasters, photographers. I talk about stuff, and the people there just tend to, you know, they write more. And I mean, I've got here's the deal. I've got like 680 followers, I think, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I because I I was you know I'm bipolar, so I killed my account a long time ago. I used to have ten thousand, but I do have eleven thousand followers on Google Plus. Right. And so I there's a there's a bigger pool for me to talk to there. Yeah. And I like it. I mean it is pretty. It's extremely it, pretty and it's, it's fast. It's, it's pretty super fast. it's
1: fast. The UI is probably the best of any social network in terms of of getting your posts out there. Again, the problem is with with the page that I'm running for a client. No traction whatsoever. And I, you know, I had my own personal Google Plus page from when they first launched and I still get notifications. But, uh, you know, people start to follow me, but they are obviously spam accounts. So the, the only it's beautiful, it's wonderful, but it's hello. There's nothing there. It's you're farting into the wind when you
0: post. Yeah, I here's the thing, though. I still get I get more clicks, you know, as we were talking about how Twitter's useless. Mm-hmm. I get more clicks from Google Plus than I do from Twitter. So I am still actually getting traffic from Google Plus. Right. Well,
1: unfortunately, it is going to go away. And I guess they're going to split it into two different things. One, a kind of more, I don't I can't even remember what they were going to do because they both sounded ridiculous and stupid. Uh Google Photos, which will just be for photos, and Google Streams, which will be their new update here, Twitter-y
0: type thing. Yeah, that does, I, I, it sounds I don't know. Cool. It's not, it's not going to work. I mean, no. it, it's not going to work.
1: Look, uh, everybody out there, uh, unless you come up with something significantly and completely different, the market is full for social media.
0: Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, it comes back to what we were talking about, you know, ages ago. Game changers. We need a game changer. We need something that is, you know, just a complete shift. Yep. And sadly, what I, it's probably going to end up being Oculus and Facebook. Uh, oculus i, I know
1: I, don't, I know i don't want a 3d world i really don't i well i
0: do because i live in a 3d world well which I'm, I'm in right now you know <laughs> i
1: don't want a virtual one oh, anyways man. google is making another big move and this one i'm actually very excited about they're
0: getting into wireless they are going to go after verizon and at&t and sprint see this one i i've heard a little bit about this it doesn't make sense because Android is the biggest operating system in the world Mm -hmm. for mobile phones, and Mm -hmm. they need those companies to actually sell their phones. So Mm -hmm. them going into the mobile market makes no sense to me at all. Yeah,
1: it doesn't make sense to me either. But uh, there's a really nice article that I found. It's in our show notes, as Jason has mentioned, uh, that is basically and, and he's right about this. He's arguing that that the main providers are screwing us in terms of finances. We are being way overcharged for the services that we're going to get. And that's what uh, Google and a few other smaller companies are trying to combat right now. And I say all for it because my, my cell phone bills are ridiculous.
0: No, my cell phone bill is more than a car payment. Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it. that's honestly, it's more than my car payment. Well, mm-hmm. granted I don't have a car payment because I paid <laughs> off my car, but when I had a car payment, my AT&T bill now surpasses my car payment.
1: Yeah. So they're going to try to do that. Unfortunately, the way they're going about it is they're going to be bypassing basically uh, – they're, they're going the Wi-Fi route, so it's going to be Skype-type calls on your phones, et cetera.
0: Yeah, it's not going to work.
1: Yeah, that's the problem. They're, I mean, my cell coverage is bad enough, much less Wi-Fi. I mean, you know the struggles that we have with our Skype calls
0: every week. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So – I don't know. Uh, we'll see what they do. I mean, yeah. they're, they're smart people. We'll see what, what 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 comes out of it, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not really – and and it's still on Android. There's there's your problem right there. Yeah. I don't I care. I don't care what they're going to do with the cell phone. You're still on Android, which is utterly insecure and just <laughs> ugly.
1: Uh, any challenge to, to try to bring the, down the cost? That's all I care about.
0: Yeah. When I can run my iOS device, you know, over a cell tower through <laughs> Google, uh, I'll, I'll I'll pay attention. Okay. Now, the, you you put in the story. I've I've heard this around the the internets this week. Apparently, since we're old. Mm -hmm. We cannot get laid on Tinder anymore without paying a basically the pimp cost. Right. We have to pay them to pimp us out.
1: This apparently seems to be the case. Uh, This is one of those things that I have no qualifications to talk about whatsoever, because unfortunately, I was married before Tinder ever came out. So I know nothing about the service, but I do know that they've decided that if you're over 30, you are ancient and have to pay an extra fee to get their plus service, whatever the hell that does.
0: Well, here's the thing. I think they... they what they came up with was the ability to pay model yeah. you know okay if you're older obviously you're making more money they've mm-hmm. obviously never listened to this show much like <laughs> you and they don't <laughs> realize that older people are broke because the the market sucks and everything is terrible yes. so now now we get we get raped to get raped yeah <laughs> that didn't really work out no i i i totally send your emails get. to Brian at, at yeah. geeks.com
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i I'm the one that did the rape comments <laughs> sure uh no, I get where they're coming with this the yeah it's a weird tiered paid model in which you know the kids don't can't afford it, so we're gonna charge them less, but you older people that that want to get in on the action, we're gonna charge you more. uh it's ageism, right
0: yeah, absolutely, yeah. okay. Just no, checking. No, you're you're, you're <laughs> for for once you're right. Oh,
1: <laughs> Obviously, you don't listen to the show because I know I'm right a lot of the time.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Keep believing that. Keep believing that. You know who was wrong though? Uh, David, David Patris. David Patreus. Patreus. I'm
1: Petraeus. sorry. We've been we've been so busy trying to set up our Patreon page. I can't say Patreus without going Patreon. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So the former CIA director, who mm-hmm. you know, honestly, if the CIA director. Mm-hmm. Cannot be trusted with classified documents. <laughs> How the hell can we think about the rest of the rank and file, and and believe that they they have our best interest in heart? Of so, awesome. yeah. He took yep. he basically took you know binders, not binders of women. That was uh, the the Republicans, but he took binders of classified documents and kept them mm-hmm. even after he left the CIA. Right. So um, you know, most people would be in Gitmo right now, but guess what he gets. Nothing. Forty thousand dollar fine and a slap on the wrist with two years probation. It's good to be the king. It's ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm so angered by this that I just can't. I got nothing else. I'm like, yeah. What the hell? What? what, We got no recourse with these people. They're taking everything. They're doing it what they want, and they get no, you know, nothing. You can do anything, and they're just not going to get fined or. Well, they got fined. 40 grand. Come on. That's less than his, uh, you know, his book deal. Yeah, I know. It's, it's insane. <sighs> so let's <sighs> talk about Fab.
1: Oh, yeah. Remember, I think I pimped that like a year and a half ago when I first found it. And it was all awesome. And I was like, this is kind of cool. and They have neat stuff.
0: And I said, what the hell is their business model? Because all they're doing is curating stuff. And yeah. uh, apparently they're done. Yeah, <laughs> I was right. They're, yeah, they're done.
1: But they made an awful lot of money first, but then lost it all. But well, the guy—they
0: raised a lot of money. They didn't make a lot. Of, if oh, they were making money, then they well, would still be in business. But now they're dead.
1: Yes, they are gone, and he's off to start off another thing that's about the same thing. This this Goldberg guy's got the magic touch, apparently.
0: Well, you know, there there's a skill set to raising money, and yeah. that's, if you have if you have that skill set to raise money, yeah, that doesn't mean you can make money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I agree, and uh, he's got that skill set. That's that's for sure. So good luck on him. He's just off to go do his next thing and take a bunch of people's money and have another failed company. Yep. Speaking of that, Etsy. <laughs> Etsy is doing their IPO, and if you, uh, I, we're not big on stock tips here, but I would not personally purchase this ever. Oh, God, no. So that's uh, another case of they are able to raise a lot of money, but uh, they cannot make any uh, Etsy, which values itself at about 1.7 billion for selling God knows what, has yet to turn a profit in 2014 they recorded a net loss of over 15.2 million dollars. And I'm supposed to buy your stock.
0: OK, new rule. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to I'm going to pull the new rule card. Okay. If your company is not profitable, yes. you should not be allowed to IPO. let's let's do an entire
1: another secondary market they cannot be in nasdaq they cannot be in in these exchanges we have to make a new one called the bullshit exchange yes
0: absolutely
1: and that's where all these tech stocks can go that don't even make a dime yet somehow value themselves worth billions of dollars
0: billions it's ridiculous it's it it is such bullshit yes we'll call it the vaporware exchange that's nice (laughs) i like that um now people who do make money like mm-hmm. I like I was mentioning before on Snapchat. I uh, don't understand that. Strippers are selling their boobies on Snapchat and they're making a good living at it. Okay. Well, I I follow uh what's her name? Sovereign Sire on on uh the Twitter. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a porn star and I think she does a a little bit of this and a couple other girls do this stuff. Uh she, you know, makes money at it. And, yeah. you know, if you if you put uh, a camera and commerce together what you're going to get is people selling pictures of their stuff <laughs> that's what's going to happen period yeah. that's why the internet was built on porn so <laughs> the the fact that this is a new york times article i find kind of funny um and the problem with it is it's now snapchat's going to like try and uh, you know crack down on it which is silly i mean let people make a few bucks yeah and this
1: is how snapchat started anyways it was uh, you know kids sending pictures of their junk to each other what's the big deal
0: no i mean i yeah. guess they're
1: just pissed that they're not in the monetization aspect of it but then they should add that
0: themselves no they are Oh, okay you can send payments on snapchat
1: oh i had no idea again much like Twitter that's or why Tinder, the- I, I don't have snapchat either okay so yes i don't know
0: <laughs> no, that's the whole point. The fact that you can send somebody a couple bucks and they'll they will wiggle their wiggle well, their, wiggle their tackle at you.
1: <laughs> all right, then Snapchat. What the hell are you bitching about? Because you, much like Etsy and Fab, are one of those companies that has yet to turn a fucking profit. Now here's a
0: way for you to make some money. Yeah, I mean, honestly, what we need is people to be honest about this. Let's have you know a service where you can do this mm-hmm. and be open about it. The big problem, I think, is the you know the app store providers you yeah. look at apple apple's like we'll never do porn you know thanks to steve jobs's you know decree yeah. when the app store came out no in endorse it in you know embrace it yeah, let's it just be honest because people are going to do this shit anyway and all they have to do is get around your your stupid constraints so just let them let people be people for as fuck's far sake
1: as, yeah as far as i know instagram is full of this stuff too and, and pff, who cares no, they're there's no,
0: there's, there there are no nipples on Instagram,
1: well, except for Chelsea handlers.
0: uh she doesn't show her nipples. she shows her boobs there's lots of side boob okay yeah, she's she's a good looking lady too. I'll give her that. I think she's a no talent ass clown, but uh as they say on the on kevin <laughs> Kevin Smith's podcast, but uh yeah i I'm not a fan of hers, but yes, I'm a fan of her boobs, so okay. keep keep it, keep it up, Chelsea. All right. Um, and speaking of, if you love something, set them set them free. <laughs> um, <laughs> Unreal has released its engine. The uh, the Unreal Engine version four mm-hmm. is now free. Yeah, you can use it, and if you make something with it, then you 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 pay a licensing fee.
1: Yeah, it's great. That I, I mean, that's that's a good model. Let people use it to play around with it, train it, figure out if they like making games or not. Make a few failed things, and then once they start to make money, then you send your IP lawyers after them.
0: Well, no, they just sign up for a license. I mean, Quake did this a long time ago. Quake released their engine mm-hmm. many, many years ago and it was just open source. And yeah. the Unreal Engine, you know, arguably, I don't care for the physics in the Unreal Engine, but it's a it's a much prettier than the Quake engine. But still, it's like in this in this market, if you if you want to make a game now, like we were talking about retirement, you mm-hmm. can. You can you can use something that is so technologically advanced as a 3D world building engine. From your house in your underwear, and and build something from scratch. Right. It's like there's there's no excuse for people that 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 say I can't make a living on the internet. You know, <laughs> honestly, I okay. love I love this. I love the fact that they 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 let you play with it and just take it and run with it.
1: No, I like that too. It's a good model.
0: Now let's let's talk about poop. Okay portland has installed turbines in their city water pipes mm-hmm. so uh you get uh juice by flushing this is great i love this everybody this is... should have this i agree yeah the, poop, the... Poop for power Poop, poop. for power
1: <laughs> wow think of just the amount they get from san francisco alone
0: oh well they're, they are dirty hippies and they don't shower that much
1: <laughs> no it's a great idea I, it's, all this kind of stuff needs to start happening everywhere so many untapped resources all the time a little bit of infrastructure 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 and uh, some forth foresight and some technology and we could be living in such a better world
0: well i mean we're looking at stuff that you know it's just untapped Energy that's always going, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that water is flowing no matter what. Yeah. So why not put a turbine in there? Because you're not going to. It's not going to increase the amount of workflow for that pipe. Yeah. So it it makes sense. The shit will literally hit the fan, but not in a bad way. No, the shit will definitely hit hit the good fan. (laughs) Now I hate ad agencies. I've worked for many of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but this week in Ad Week there is an article about uh the bruised woman billboard. Have you seen this one?
1: I did not see it until this morning. You put it in the show notes and then I looked at Facebook and it is starting to
0: viralize, viralize. So the the point is, you know, battered women generally just it it, it goes under the radar. Most people just kind of turn their heads. So what they did was they made a billboard and they used cameras and facial recognition Mm -hmm. to you know, basically gauge how many people were staring at this billboard. And as they're staring at it, she heals, you know, she starts off beaten up and then she heals up to just to bring awareness to the, you know, the domestic violence topic. And I thought this was, this was an ad agency actually being super smart about using technology. And I I think this is genius. I give them so much credit for this.
1: No, it's, you know, first case time that somebody has done something like this. So it's pretty awesome the tech aspect of it is great. Um, you know, I do worry about the precedent of billboards tracking my eyeballs, but uh, there's no stopping that either. So
0: yeah, that's, that's going to happen no matter what <laughs> we're yeah. screwed. We're screwed on that part. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but the, at fact, least the fact it, they it was it for, done well, yeah, yes. they use it for a good cause and, uh, definitely check out this article in yep. our show notes at grumpyoldgeekscom slash 99. Security. Ha! Hillary Clinton. Mm -hmm. she's been in the news quite a bit this week shocking she is going to be running for president uh well this might be a little ding on her reputation because she used her own private email service to uh basically do all of her emails while she was secretary of state
1: yeah that's a no-no
0: that is bad that is extraordinarily bad
1: the news hit yes well, yesterday, I believe. And, uh, you know, I was watching uh, every news channel had all the shots of her because she was famous for like holding her BlackBerry. It was always in her hand. She was always like stretched out with it. And I was like, huh, OK.
0: Yeah, actually, it came out on the second. That was when it when the story actually broke. OK, so it's been a, been out for a couple of days. But the, I mean, she really this is not good. She's getting subpoenaed for the Benghazi emails. Oh. And uh, yeah, they're not on a government server.
1: Yeah, which they should
0: be. I
1: I don't know how that decision was made. Somebody on her team probably thought this was a good idea. Um, Oopsies, not good.
0: No, it's not very good at all. And the thing is, she's not going to get, you know, prosecuted for it, obviously, Because there's no, what are they going to do? It's like the archivists. The archivists are not really, you know, a a governing body when it comes to that kind of shit. No,
1: I mean, it was, it's it's a bad oopsie and this needs to be publicized. So other government officials don't try to do the same stuff, but subpoena it, get the records, take it out. I mean, we all know that the NSA has read all these emails anyways.
0: Yeah, honestly, remember, remember (laughs) long ago when I said if the NSA was like, the archivist for everything that we do online you know mm-hmm. if they were if they were the museum of the internet we wouldn't yeah. be so upset about it if they were like archive.org yeah. then everything would be great <laughs> but no they're a spy agency but yeah. anyway oopsies uh
1: so yesterday since this didn't happen yesterday but uh, a couple things did uh in addition to han solo crashing about it basically in my backyard uh we had news about lasers Frickin' lasers. Frickin' lasers. Lockheed Martin put out uh, a story about a laser that they built that can basically shoot through a truck from over a mile away. That is awesome. This is terrifying. Lasers on drones.
0: Uh, laser drones, yes. Definitely terrifying. That would have to be a big-ass drone, though. Yeah,
1: it would be. It's pretty... The, the laser itself is pretty large at this point, but, uh, you know, technology moves forward. But we actually have real lasers now, which is kind of, you know, Star wars Eve, cool, or Austin Powers sharks with frickin' lasers.
0: Well, or real genius. Yes. I, I prefer real genius to make, I make, seen make, that make movie. Pop, make popcorn from space. <laughs> we will be doing that on Does It Have Legs at some point this year, uh for sure. Um there's actually a drone outside my window today. What? Like, yeah. Oh, not 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 like looking in the window, but like I opened the window and I could hear a drone. No, well, like you're out in here valley. in the valley. Yeah.
1: Well, remember last week we talked about that. There's that uh, pilot program pilot program haha, of the drones that are doing the advert lo- localized advertising. Oh, you're 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 in the zone,
0: man. That's right. I'm getting tracked by the, the story that we talked about. How cool yes, you are <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to go get some spaghetti and shoot them down. <laughs> um, So there's a there's a lot of talk about the cops in the news. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, And Boing Boing has an article, a really good article about uh, being able to ask a cop for their information, their name, their badge number for, you know, (laughs) for identification purposes. Yeah. The deal is that. Script
1: 101 in movies whenever you have a police officer. Yeah. You always do this in the movie.
0: And the problem is that most cops don't actually have to do that. Yeah. Which is so wrong. Yeah. I don't even, it's so wrongy, wrongenstein, Mick wrong, that I have, I don't even know what to say about it. Because if, if I can't ask a cop what their badge number is, how the fuck do I know they're a cop? <laughs> Honestly, how do no. I know you're a cop if you it's won't true. tell me your badge number?
1: That's very true. I and need I, to be I, able to look you up, you know? I, I, I was a little surprised by this. I thought that this was kind of one of our unalienable rights and and everybody was required to do it if need be. But apparently
0: not. No, I mean, I, I want to go on to Yelp for Cops and look up your badge number and see if you're a good cop or a bad cop. <laughs> but what I mainly want to know is if you're a cop. Right. And the fact that, you know, a lot of these guys are just like, look at Ferguson, they were putting, you know, uh, electrical tape over their badge numbers. When mm-hmm. they were out there and Ferguson is in the news big time this week. I, I, we're not, we're not going to get into the Ferguson stuff. Just go Google it if you really want to know. It's bad. They were, they, were, they were bad people before everything happened. And it's just coming out now how bad they were. Uh, I'm going to put a note in the uh, show notes on a video called Don't Talk to Cops. OK. Which is a cop who says never talk to us ever, <laughs> which is one of the greatest videos of all time. They're like, do not speak to us because our job is to convict you, even if you haven't done anything wrong.
1: Yeah, it is their job.
0: Yeah. And nowadays it's just, fuck it, we'll just shoot you.
1: Yeah, pretty much. You
0: know, I saw the video of the the homeless guy getting shot in L.A. and I was just. I was horrified. Oh, my God, it was ridiculous. It was so terrible. Mm-hmm. It was so there, terrible.
1: There's been so many videos of this now. I, there, was, there was one two weeks ago, I think, that was in Arizona, a, you an know, unarmed guy just running down the street, and the cops just unloaded on him. I, what the fuck is going on, people?
0: I know. It's it just, I mean, it, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. So if you see a cop, don't run because they will shoot you. Yeah. And, and just
1: I, try and know, hide. I mean, that's the thing. You, you cop, can't run. If a cop talks to you, just fucking lay down on the ground, arms outstretched, and don't move.
0: Uh well, unfortunately, <laughs> I saw a video of a guy that did just that in San Francisco and was shot and killed.
1: All right. Never mind. Get your own personal <laughs> drone that has a laser on it to protect yourself at all times.
0: You know what you can do though? I remember this. You can go to Walmart and buy a bulletproof vest. Okay. Uh, I was I was actually at the Walmart here in the valley like two years ago, and they were selling kevlar vest.
1: that's insane i know
0: what are we gonna do <laughs>
1: what a world what a world what a world
0: oh god so uber got uh hacked this week uh fifty thousand accounts were affected it wasn't this week though the news was just coming oh, out oh right? no you know what
1: this was. they were hacked like almost a year ago now yeah but now yeah. they're just finally talking about it <laughs> yeah <Oops. laughs> which is a bit of an
0: well this comes back to you know obama saying well we need better you know disclosure laws well i mean
1: do we think uber is going to be forthright about anything
0: no okay they're they're uber (laughs) For fuck's sake they're uber they don't care uh the fact that they the only i think the only reason that this came out is because now they're subpoenaing github to get uh you know accounts that are like listing the hack database uh, so they had to come out with it because now GitHub was going to come out with it. It's, right. it's a mess. It is a yeah. total mess. And it's only 50,000 accounts. And that's the funny thing. Now I can just say it's only 50,000 accounts because we're used to these things being in the millions. That's very true. You know, it's like, how screwed up is that? Now,
1: what information do you think they have in the driver database? And I mean, obviously it would have their personal information, address, phone, all that sort of thing, but, uh. Um, I don't think they would have social security numbers or anything like that. Oh, I I bet they would
0: for payment. You need a social Uh, for payment. Good point. Yeah, address address and social.
1: Isn't like 101 separating that sort of information? You'd have a general account and then you'd have cross-referenced accounts to another database that had that kind of information
0: in it? Well, you know, the R in the RDBMS is (laughs) uh, relational. So, yes, it should have been in a related database, but it also should have been encrypted.
1: Yes. Yes, it should.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, it's really easy to encrypt your your database info. And Mm -hmm. and how many of us do that?
1: Uh, Eh, None. uh, Very
0: many. (laughs) None. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I, I have a really good password hash type of system that I use, but Mm -hmm. uh, for general information, almost nobody encrypts that shit. Yeah. So uh, but in speaking of Facebook employees can access your account without password was the big news on the Hacker News This week and anybody who thought that this was a thing needs to really kind of get a clue. I don't know why this was making the rounds because I'm not even
1: sure why it's news.
0: It's not news. It's it's so not news, but I want people to understand why it's not news. That's standard operating procedure. Yes. If if I run a website and I'm I am taking your information, Mm -hmm. I should I can look at it anytime Mm -hmm. I want, Mm -hmm. no matter what. And I mean, I can use it for, uh, you know, customer support issues. I can use it for data quality issues. No matter what, I can yep. look at anything that you type in to my system.
1: We can't really build our systems without the ability to do that.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So now there, there's another article about why Facebook, they, they came back and explained who can do what. But here's the deal. If you put it into a form on the web, we can read it. Yeah. No matter what. And, and there, there, there are no laws, there are no rules whatsoever to to, to protect that. If you give it to us, you just gave it to us. You know, it's a, it's, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Do not expect that anybody can not read it, you know, period. I don't know what the hell was going on.
1: I don't know why this was news.
0: It's, uh, well, because people are silly. They think that, you know. I don't know. They don't pay for the service. You know, yeah. it's nothing. We've I mean, we've talked about this ad nauseum. Yeah. So and there is a new patent, uh, out, which is pretty cool. That comes from Google detecting mm-hmm. trends from images uploaded to a social network. I love this. Smart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very, very smart. And uh, this comes from Fresh Patents. I didn't know patents were fresh. Me either. (laughs) But yeah, uh, a system and method is disclosed for detecting marketable subjects within digital images uploaded to the social network. Now, I want you to think about that sentence for a second. Mm -hmm. A system and method is disclosed for detecting marketable subjects. Yes, it's
1: it's a meme catcher and generator.
0: Yep. If you take a picture of somebody in front of a Starbucks and they can do facial recognition on that, then they uh-huh. will send that person a coupon for Starbucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's nuts. Yeah. The, the fucking technology is nuts. Yeah. This is where we're headed, people. Yeah. Get used to it. And they will be able to look at your account whenever they want. Yes. Comment of the week.
1: Big thanks to Lawrence W. Lee, who is the bandwidth sponsor of the month. Uh, You can check him out at lawrenceleeart.com. He says, great episodes, guys. The article on AI was terrific, and many of the other links you provided in your show notes also proved interesting and or helpful. I appreciate the hard work he put into this. I'm a faithful listener and I'm going to make another contribution right now. And he did. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yes. Thank you very much. And this is uh, the second time I believe Lawrence has contributed. So thank you. And uh, yeah, definitely check out his art. He's uh, he's got some really cool, uh, you know, uh, Native American art on his Mm -hmm. on his website. Yeah. So we appreciate that very much. Um, Also, Mike Davis from Charlotte, North Carolina, right? This show fucking rocks more than llamas running around loose in blue and black heaven. (laughs) Seriously, though, I hope there will be a shift in the tech industry for the older guys. Experience is greater than education or cheap labor. Unfortunately, this trend is bigger than just the tech industry, as it has been hitting other areas just as hard. Big fan of the show, guys. Thanks for all you do. Well, thank you, Mike. And I'm glad to see we got some North Carolinians in here.
1: Yeah, thanks, Mike. I, I think we discussed that very point earlier on in the show about uh, that. But, you know, Jason feels that we can just do whatever we want in the Internet and still make money. So we'll see how that works out.
0: Well, I think that uh, fans of the show will know that uh, we can hack the system. You know, honestly, we can hack it and figure out ways to get around it and uh, tell your friends and uh, get them on board as well. We appreciate that. Yes, we <laughs> appreciate yes. that. Uh,
1: and, you know, we're getting a lot of comments this week, which is awesome. we got a one,
0: ton of a comments.
1: Ton. So yeah, happy that you guys are out there and uh, playing along with us. So this is from Joe Saggio, I believe. Uh, Live long and prosper. Hi, fellas. I, too, was saddened by the passing of Leonard. I'm only a fan of the original series when it comes to, I assume Star Trek and Leonard, of course, was great. Uh, I want to send a big props out to you for your podcast. I, too, am a grumpy old electrical engineer, graduated from Ohio State in 1988. Wow, that's, you know, he said old and I was like, yeah, this guy's going to be old, but <laughs> I ain't that old, man.
0: <laughs> no, you ain't that old. I, I mean, I, I graduated from high school in 89, so you're you're like three years yeah. older than me.
1: Yeah. Okay, so your podcast is innovative, informative, and fun. Your viewpoints are well-developed and informed, and I appreciate staying on the pulse by listening to your updates, reviews, and commentaries. He totally must be listening to a different show. Uh, <laughs> keep up the good work. Struggle is the mother of invention. By the way, my smileys and emoticons are of Caucasian, Italian, American, racial origin, in case you could not tell from the black and white text. Huh. There's, well,
0: there's, as a Caucasian Italian American, I I totally got that. I appreciate that.
1: Just the little <laughs> Luigi Mario mustache on it.
0: Right. Hey, watch it there. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, we appreciate that, man. Uh seriously, and yeah, we do. We we re- I really missed Leonard this week. I mean, I saw all of the the cute uh images going around, but still it's like oh, it's a tough one. It really was a tough one to lose.
1: Yeah, one of the channels, I think it was, is this still called Spike? I don't even know what channel it was, but uh, they were running basically the best of Leonard Nimoy episodes. Uh, so they they did like Star Trek six and then they did all the uh, next generation episodes that he was on. And I just, you know, collapsed on the couch and watched them all. It was great.
0: Oh, man, I missed that. That would have been great. <laughs> mm-hmm. And still, when he when he knocks that kid out in on the bus. <laughs> San Francisco is still the best scene. <laughs> yeah. OK, so Shane Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, he sent us a very long comment, so yeah. I, I cut it down a bit. So it's we do have a TLDR version in here. But uh, basically, I, I did want to read it because I thought it was interesting because it kind of comes back to a lot of the stuff we talk about. Okay. Uh, especially around the Priuses. <laughs> and, <laughs> and and he calls us out at the end of this for being conservative. And I'm like, uh, no, no. <laughs> no, 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 my friend, my friend. No. So, OK, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to read this now. OK, okay? Mm-hmm. OK. I won't weigh in on the Prius thing, but after listening to the rant about Priuses and pickups, I have to share. I'll readily admit I live in a rural area, which means I'm insulated from SoCal Prius douchebaggery. But I think I can add to the debate and say, in my humble opinion, pickup truck drivers are bigger douchebags than Prius drivers. Um, OK, <laughs> right there. That's that's good. I, I'm with you so far.
1: I, uh, I think we might be heading towards a urban slash rural schism here.
0: Well, I definitely. I mean, because my 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 pickup truck douchebaggery comes from living in Texas. Right. And that that is where I, I I learned that the fact that a person can be very nice before they get into a vehicle means the vehicle is at fault, not <laughs> the person. You know, yes. mm-hmm. OK, so to continue. So by living in rural downstate Illinois, I, hey, Illinois, man, I'm good. Uh, I'm ahead of the curve and on the whole getting paid less for doing more thing. When gas prices went up, I decided it was time to get a new car. After crunching some numbers, I, stats, we like stats. We like stats. I figured out that, yeah, I really could save money on a hybrid. Test drove a Prius, hated it. Good man. I test drove a second gen Honda Insight next and liked it well enough to buy one. But it looks a hell of a lot like a Prius. And it does. <laughs> I'll give I'll give you that. We'll, we'll have a link in the show notes for that. It looks pretty Priusy. By being downstate, we're more mid-south than north. Y'all worried me when you started ranting about the Prius, because where I am, some folks really do buy into that whole smug Prius driver and the whole only liberals drive hybrids and liberals hate America bullcrap. <laughs> I, I love how he spelled it out, too. I mean, <laughs> America. Because America. Well, he spelled liberals, L-I-B-R-U-L-S. Uh, so, good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it totally lost me because it's so fun to read. Uh, even even the a Hummer H2 has a lower environmental footprint than a Prius bullshit story. Yeah, so I live in a bubble where hybrids are somewhat rare. We have to spend all our money on gas because freedom! <laughs> I think we
1: have our show title, Jason, because freedom, because
0: freedom. Yes. So unless you guys are planning on becoming regulars on conservative talk radio, maybe tone it down a little on the Prius burning, please. I promise not all of us are massive douche canoes. (laughs) I wanted I wanted the last episode to be called douche canoes, but I love douche canoes. So TLDR, I bought a car so that I'd stop spending so much on gas and it brings out the douchebaggery in conservatives. Um,
1: Well, first off, no conservative talk radio station would ever take us ever because we are so far from conservative. It's ridiculous.
0: Well, no, no talk radio station would take us no matter what. But it doesn't really matter anyway. um, No, I, I appreciate the comments because, you know, it's it's nice to see other sides of the argument yeah but the, i mean the real problem is when we talk about our interactions with prius drivers it, that's just based on you know empirical evidence that everybody that drives a prius around us turns out to be a dick look, you know
1: I, again i went on a walk this morning before the recording of the show and as i was coming back and i was walking across a crosswalk that has a stop sign a prius almost ran me over uh they did not stop it's i understand look i would love to have not a Prius, just because I don't like the way that they look, but I want an electric car at some point, the infrastructure around here isn't great, which is amazing, because so many people have them here. Uh, It just doesn't work for me and my lifestyle. And I barely drive anyway, so it's no big deal. I totally get it. I, I, I love the idea. I think all cars should be moving this way. And of course, the Hummer thing, having a smaller footprint. Yeah, you hear that a lot, particularly from very conservative folks. And it, um,
0: and it was a bullshit article. I mean, yeah, it was, it was, total it was bullshit.
1: a bullshit article. All I'm saying is the reality, and, and this is well known in the, my particular part of the world the people that drive Priuses have their heads up their asses. They just do. So
0: (laughs) I I think I think the problem, though, is what we're dealing with are Southern California drivers Mm -hmm. for you who are generally assholes. Anybody, uh, anybody in a car in Los Angeles is an asshole. Uh, So this is, you know, we're looking at this through a very tight lens.
1: Yeah, And you double down when you get into a Prius here. It just happens. You become the whole food totem. And by the way, I can expand this. It isn't just the Prius that drives me insane in this area. It's also the uh, the Escalates, the the soccer bomb driving in a gigantic Escalade by herself because at some point she will have a couple kids in there. They're just as bad.
0: Well, you know, that goes back to the pickup thing. I mean, yeah. that honestly, it's like the person becomes the vehicle mm-hmm. at some point. I mean, the person I lo- I'm staying with right now, she has a Hummer H3 what? and she becomes the vehicle when she gets <laughs> in. She's an asshole. She wants right. to run everybody off the road. She's like, I will kill you with my car. I'm like, no, you roll over in this car. You're dead. You're, yeah. You know, but. And and honestly, when it comes to the Prius, I just hate how they drive. I hate I I, I rented one one time and it was one of the worst driving experiences of my life. And, yeah. and and you know what? It doesn't come down to the electric thing, because when was the last time you said somebody driving a Tesla was an asshole besides being an, a privileged you know, ask, yeah, but uh,
1: they, they definitely have a lot of extra money. But I, uh, I, you know, here in Santa Monica, you see Teslas on the road all the time. I've never had a problem, I've never been almost run over by a Tesla, I've never had that happen. But a Prius is basically once a week, I will almost get hit or run over when walking by one,
0: yeah. So, I mean take it with a grain of salt. I mean, yeah, you live in Southern Illinois, which is a tough place to have a hybrid. Uh, Honestly, I don't think we're going to solve that problem. And I mean, I I spent a lot of time down there and it's, you're just kind of screwed. Honestly, it's, it's don't, you know, we're not hating on, on you as a person for having a hybrid. I think hybrids are great. And, uh, just I mean, you're just, honestly, you're just kind of (laughs) fucked. Seriously. I mean, Southern, Southern Illinois is, you know, it's it's rural it's totally rural i i grew up i mean half my life was spent in places like that and that's where i came up with the, the fact that pickup truck drivers are giant assholes
1: yeah i mean i don't have too much experience with that other than when i see a pickup truck that's got the ball sack hanging off the back i know that's that's probably going to be a bad driver
0: oh truck nuts yep i uh, yeah the, the sad thing about truck nuts is there's some guy right now like Scrooge McDucking in his giant vat of gold because he invented truck nuts. I know. That's, that's, how, that's how you know that there is no God. <laughs> At the library. Ooh. So I was going to talk about uh, Data and Goliath this week, but I haven't finished it. I've only read the introduction. And the introduction got me so spooked that I couldn't really... Keep going. I will finish reading it by next week. But uh, what I did finish this week was Lock In by John Scalzi. Mm-hmm. Amazing book. So good. Uh, I think this was up for a Hugo this year, but it was uh, one of my favorite books by far this year. Um, and now I know you hate it when I say I listen to the audiobook. Well, no, I, I
1: don't hate it. Just, you're not actually reading.
0: It's going into <laughs> my brain. The words are now in my brain. Okay. okay. Mm mm-hmm. Um, this book was read by Will Wheaton. Okay. Now, the thing about audiobooks read by Will Wheaton, up until now, up until this particular book, you can hear Will Wheaton in the book. He right. does he he does his shtick. You know, I, I listened to Ready Player One, and that was read by him, and it was very Will Wheatony-Y. This book is the first time where he's turned a corner and become a professional audiobook reader. Okay. I I totally believed all the characters. And everything that he did in this book was just fantastic. I loved every second of it. Okay, and I I totally forgot it was Will Wheaton. That's that's the point that I I really wanted to make was that, you know, he has really become a a professional audiobook reader. And I I, I watched this journey with Neil Gaiman too, because when he started, he was kind of the same way, but now that Will is has gotten on that bandwagon, I think he's I think he's phenomenal.
1: Okay, that's it. <laughs>
0: I was waiting for you to go into your book.
1: Well, I thought you were going to say something about the actual book beyond just Will Wheaton because this this book has been popping up in my in my suggestions for a long time, so I'm I'm quite interested in it.
0: <laughs> okay, sorry about that.
1: Um, you know, no, no, yeah, again, okay. like, You know, like I said, there's actual reading, so talk about the book a little bit. Beyond okay, just I'll talk the about the, the book. I'll it's talk
0: about fucking, the... <laughs> the sections called fucking at the
1: library, not at the fucking voiceover <laughs> studio. <laughs>
0: the actor's studio no okay um i was gonna cut that but i'm gonna leave it in now (laughs)
1: did you feel when will Reedon read the
0: book okay so the book is about a group of people who get this like strange flu meningitis type of situation Mm -hmm. where they they are locked in their body they are they are perfectly alive their brain works but they can't move um and what what happened was there was a giant government funding program to build brain interfaces for these people so they could live normal lives. So you get these thing called, things called threeps, which are like threepios, you know, get, oh, cool. you get it? Uh, it? So they can get out of their body and be in a robot. So it's a it's a mental thing. And normal people can't generally do it because the disease is what caused the the, the changes in the brain to allow them to have these brain implants. Ah, so cool. there's, there's like 4 million people in the world that can then become you know these these walking robots mm-hmm. but the story is about a guy who is, he's like a privileged kid whose dad is like a senator and and was an ex uh, pro basketball player i believe and he went into service and became an FBI agent so it's a murder mystery with robots and brain activity. It's, it's crazy good. It's I mean, right it is alley, seriously then. crazy. Okay. Good. Oh, it is so right up your alley. All right. I, I loved this book. And um, the upside for the audiobook version is when I finished the book, I'm like looking at it and it, it ended. I'm like, shit, I got two hours left. What's going on? They put on on audible.com, they actually put in a prequel that talks about the rise of the disease. Uh-huh. And it's read by a full cast, a Very completely cool. full cast. Which really reminded me of uh, World War Z. Oh yeah. So, okay. it was. It's a. I mean, from the audio version, it's fantastic. I mean, I have no complaints whatsoever.
1: All right. Well, thank you for telling me a little bit about the book and then going back to the audio version stuff. (laughs) (laughs) So I went to go see the church last Friday, which is uh, one of my favorite bands from Australia. They've been around for ages. And uh, while I was there, he had a copy of his own book. Uh, Steve Kilby, the lead singer songwriter for the church, uh, wrote basically a memoir and he had it there. I did not pick up the physical version because I don't remember why, but I did go home and try to find it immediately. And this is an interesting side note. I had to get it actually off the iTunes store. Amazon does not have it either in physical or ebook form. Um, And this is that's really weird. Well, here's the thing. It was the same with the Morrissey book. And it's also the same with uh, uh, the Wonder Stuff. Miles Hunt has a book out. uh, Oh, I love the Wonder Stuff. Yeah, I can't wait to read his memoir. And it's just an odd thing that Amazon doesn't seem to carry these musicians books, but they're all in the iTunes store.
0: Hmm. Are they they on Hachette? (laughs) I mean, I know I know that they they kind of came through and and figured out their differences, but I wonder if there's a common publisher involved.
1: Uh, It could be. I'm not entirely sure about that. I'll have to look into it a little bit more. But I have just noticed that, uh, you know, if I want to read any musician's memoir, I'm I'm off to the iTunes store.
0: Interesting. Interesting.
1: (laughs) Anyway, so he wrote this book. It's a memoir. It is absolutely fantastic. I've always really liked him. He's always been a big kind of crazy mess. The church started off as like these kind of, you know, mysterious folks. And uh, Steve Kilby's always been kind of vaguely into mythology and magic and all this other sort of stuff, particularly if you get into any of his solo work, which uh, is just all over the place. It's even crazier than the church's stuff. So he wrote this really great book about how he grew up, he basically became a rock star. And as so many different stories in the music industry, how the church always. Snatched Defeat from the Jaws of Victory and screwed up their chances about everything. Uh, It's an amazing look at the reality of the music industry and just how horrible it is all the time, even when there was tons of money floating around, even when there was success around. And of course, there's also a lot about heroin. So so. Uh, um,
0: yeah, snatching defeat from the Jaws of Victory sounds like our careers.
1: Yeah, well, it really does. It's many people's <laughs> careers and it's many people's, uh, particularly in the music industry, uh, good friends of mine. It's just, you just look around, and you go, how did you manage to mess that up? But it's only in hindsight that you realize that you totally screwed this up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and
1: in a, kind of a related thing, uh, I found the YouTube video again. I've, I've watched this a few times. It's Steve Kilby's acceptance speech while getting inducted into the Australian Music Hall of Fame or the Arias. Um, every time I watch it, it brings me just massive amounts of joy because you see his, his love of music comes through and why he does what he does, even with diminishing returns, even with all the horrible things that have happened to him in his life, being in that industry is just pure joy personified. And if you are at all involved in the music industry and get down about it, you need to watch this video.
0: Okay, cool. I'll check it out. Yeah. I do want to say that uh, Neil Stevenson, one of Mm -hmm. our one of our favorite authors, has a new novel coming out. I am looking forward to this. It's called Seven Eves. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you pronounce it. (laughs) So, well, I mean, you you look at uh, Reemdi. It's kind of hard nowadays. You don't. (laughs) I was like, uh, why? Why do you have to do that? Um, Anyway, uh, this is a uh, let me just read it from the Amazon listing. Okay. Okay. Mm hmm. What would happen if the world were ending? A catastrophic event renders the Earth a ticking time bomb. In a feverish race, a no, feverish race, <laughs> elven race, whatever, uh, against the inevitable, nations around the globe band together to devise an ambitious plan to ensure the survival of humanity far beyond our atmosphere in outer space. All, so, all right. I'm in. Well, I'm in. It, it, it's <laughs> not
1: a story that hasn't been done before, but it is Neil Stevenson writing it this time. So yeah. it, it's going to be a good read.
0: Yeah, that's the thing. He could just poop on a page and I'd read it. So,
1: well, he did with that gigantic series. That I, I loved
0: finished. it. I loved that series. I read the whole damn thing. I hated it. I, I I know more about fake history now than I ever wanted to. I mean, even if you look at Cryptonomicon, you know, I, I love that book because it taught me about, you know, Bletchley Park and all that stuff before it got to be a thing. Um, So I I loved his old books. I okay. I, I know I know that they were long and drawn out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, let's just say if there was some turbines on the poop system on those books, uh, we would be powering the entire planet.
0: Turbines on the poop. Poop, Stevenson. Poop. Yeah. Stevenson there. There's a shit uh, <laughs> Software, apps and gadgets. Now, Brian, I didn't know that it was hard to order a pizza. But apparently the douchebags in San Francisco have found a better way to order pizza by making an app.
1: I don't think it's a better way to order a pizza and ordering a pizza is not difficult. In fact, there's even an app on my goddamn TV to order a pizza.
0: (laughs) So TV for pizza. Uh, So this is push for pizza. It is really I I love your comment. (laughs) Like this should really be an are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, Uh, what they do is you set it up once and you set up your local, you know, your preferences and your local delivery place, and then you just press a button and it will send it out. I do not know how they will ever make money. This is a flash in the pan. And if you see this on any news media outlet uh, run, I mean, the the fact that we're covering it is I don't even know how you
1: found it, although I do have to say I I urge everybody that's listening right now to go to our show notes and click on the link, watch their video of the genesis of their great idea the only thing that is missing that i don't think is realistic about this video is there should be 18 gigantic bongs around that their office space
0: oh my god yes
1: (laughs) because if you threw in the bongs then this video would be realistic
0: i mean this actually the video actually comes off like it's a a promo for the next season of silicon valley
1: yeah you know it really does (laughs)
0: oh Oh my god, it's so terrible. Um mm-hmm. and and we also have a wearable that will now predict when you poop. <sighs> <laughs> um, this one also comes from uh, Jordan Cooper's podcast because he, he he's he does poop related news, so I Apparently. picked this up from there. Uh, what's well, called the morning dump <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> <Dude>. This <laughs> is a this is a device that pairs with your your smartphone that will give you a heads up before you have to go heads down.
1: I, I think we've hit our limit on poop stories
0: i don't know what this thing is i mean it's just well i mean yeah i I just i'm done i'm done with the app economy i don't know
1: no it's it's really actually i the app economy let me I, i i this was in the intro originally i was going to talk about this but then i ended up killing it but let me mention it since we're talking about the app economy right now
0: okay bring
1: it I just I I thought about this this week as I was pooping and (laughs) and scrolling through my my phone and I was like I have so many apps that I have not launched in probably since I downloaded them the first time my phone is full of apps that I never ever use and what the hell is going on with the update schedules on these things because I remember you know at first there would just be the occasional update or if a new uh you know if the new version of the iOS would come out then everybody would have to do an update and you'd have to do a bunch of updates now every fucking morning four to five these apps that I never ever use is updating what the hell is going on
0: security 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 yeah yeah no I I, I just have auto update on I, I never see an update I don't like to do that I want to know what's happening now <laughs> the, this last one which is hands down this is this is almost worse than the pizza one and the poop one-hmm Twitter vets launch one shot an app for highlighting and tweeting screenshots of text what happened to copy and paste that's pretty easy text. Yes. So you take a picture of the text and then you uh, highlight it mm-hmm. and then you actually post that.
1: Okay. And does, do they have reverse? Like, can you, can you transfer that back into text once you've seen the photo? Like if you're, no, if it's been shared no. to you, will it transfer it back into regular text that you
0: can actually do something with? Tis a, tis a JPEG. So no, or, a, or a GIF, not ah. a, not a GIF. Ah. It's a GIF. But anyway, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of. It's it's literally it's called one shot, which is what it is. It's a one shot wonder. Um, but no, what the, why would you take a picture of the text? Why did you not just copy the important part into a tweet and link to it? Or just just, the just fuck. use the
1: built-in take a screenshot of your screen. Yes. and then send that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't get I no, don't, I, it's, Jason, it's I don't
0: understand. I do not understand. I don't know if I'm just I, I'm older, I don't get it, or, or are these people just so fucking unbelievably stupid to think that they are going to ever make money with a screenshot app. Well, like most things in the world, it's probably a combination of both. Shoot me. Just shoot me. One shot, please. One shot to the brain and I'm done. Media candy. So I'm done with House of Cards. I finished it in, you know, 24 hours. Don't and, tell me. Uh, I've I'm, only
1: watched one episode.
0: No, no, I'm not going to do a thing. Um, So I moved on to The Fall. Mm-hmm. The Fall is it's kind of like a standard British procedural, but with Gillian Anderson. Yay. With her British accent. OK. If you didn't think she could get cuter from The X-Files, you were wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you were wrong. She is adorable in this. And she's a, she's a sex fiend. So all in all, I think the fall so far is uh, one of my favorite shows. I love it. I might have to check this out. I've, yeah, it, I've been
1: hearing quite a lot about it. And, you know, I, lo- I love me some Jillian. So,
0: yeah, the second season just came out. I'm still working on the first, but mm-hmm. I, it, and it's really slow paced. It's, it's, you know, good British crime. I was going to say crime comedy, but it's yeah. not a comedy. It's, you know, like I said, a procedural. But it's if you liked uh, Broadchurch, then you like this. I found a podcast, Jason what you don't listen to ours but you listen to other people's
1: well i'd listen to ours too if neil degrasse tyson richard dawkins and bill nye were on it
0: yeah you can't you can't really i can't fault you for that one (laughs) no
1: so this is really good it's a a star talk live which i not really heard of i don't know if that's a regular thing or not but uh we have it is yes yeah star talk
0: star talk is in our list of podcasts that uh I listen to all the time. Well,
1: I, I've I've listened to it once now, and it was fantastic.
0: You should go back because Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, basically does this you know Star Talk radio show, mm-hmm. and he always has a comedian as his counterpoint, and he changes comedians out. But this time, you know, they do a live show like every month or so in Brooklyn. And this time though, he brought on you know Richard Dawkins. I'm sorry, you bring on Richard Dawkins. I'm gonna listen because I yeah. love Richard Dawkins. Yeah. Since we lost Chris Hitchens, I got yes. I got to listen to me some. Yeah, yeah some Dawkins.
1: Yeah, so this is a great three-way talk. Uh, well, more than that, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Richard Dawkins, and Bill Nye, obviously bringing the science, and then three comedians as well: Eugene Mirman, Je- Jim Gaffigan, who I love, and uh, Maeve Higgins, who I'd never heard of, who was hysterical on this podcast. I
0: loved her on this. She was she had the best jokes.
1: Yeah, she was she was amazing. And she just made a fan. And this is just a, a fascinating discussion where they just talk about evolution, DNA, theories of origins of life. And then just having the comedians there is the stroke of genius because they keep it light they, and they they force the scientists to like backtrack and go now, hold on a second. You're, <laughs> you're going up your own scientific ass. Dumb it down. <laughs> yep, yep. So it, it was absolutely fantastic. I cannot recommend listening to this enough.
0: I can't believe you haven't listened to Star Talk yet.
1: I can't believe I haven't either. So it, it has been added to my list of podcasts that I will look at every now and then and probably
0: ignore. No, you'll, you'll listen to this <laughs> one. I mean, he does a really good show. Right. And, you know, I know there are a lot of uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson haters out there, which I, I don't understand. But neither. Yep. I, I think I think his show is generally always good. And the fact that he his co-host is always a comedian. He swaps yeah. them out. But there's a there's a standard crew there. And they're always funny.
1: Yeah. So it was very good. Um. I also ran across a link which ended up being from a podcast and uh, I posted this on my Facebook and uh, it is in our so- show notes is from the UK Business Insider, which is uh, the title is no one could see the color blue until modern times. I read this article straight through my mind was immediately at a hundred percent blown I posted it up on on my Facebook and on my Twitter and and friends you know one comment was this may be the coolest thing the internet has ever taught me and then I you know found out that this is basically from a radio lab episode about colors and I went back and listened to the whole radio lab episode which is also very good but by far this is this article is just about one segment from that podcast where uh, basically these guys went back and realized that the color blue was never mentioned in ancient works and not just greek but they went back and they studied uh, all across the world all different cultures and we started to come up with this theory that basically
0: people don't didn't see blue back then i know i i, I read this article when you when you sent it to me in, in the show notes and i'm just like what? it is so
1: fascinating my
0: jaw was on the floor when i'm reading this i'm like wow I mean, there far- really were no words for blue and like the they only saw red.
1: Yeah. And then they go to to, uh, to modern uh, like a modern culture, a tribe that has, you know, has and it goes into the study of how language and our words for colors make us notice colors better and how this tribe has different words for different greens. And they can distinguish all these different greens that we don't we can't even see, but they can't see blue either. It's amazing. No, it, it it
0: mind blown.
1: I mean, as far as I'm <laughs> concerned, if the entire Internet was just this one article, the Internet would be worthwhile. <laughs> OK, uh, um, it yeah, really it's the most fascinating thing I've learned since I was basically back in school. This is this is unbelievable. You have to read it. If your mind isn't blown, we'll give you your money back.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it was it was I mean, honestly, I, I still have the the Radio Lab episode queued up. Because mm-hmm. I, I started listening to Radiolab after this episode came out, so I never heard it. But yeah. now I want to go listen to it. But I, I, I got to say the article is definitely – amazing the, the, amazing. the radio amazing.
1: lab episode is also really good it's it particularly they use a choir to uh base almost do an oral version of what uh say an a dog versus a human versus uh another animal I can't quite recall at the moment uh can see is, is it is, is it a llama it's not it's <laughs> not a llama and that bit was really fascinating too but but really i the, the upshot you you must read this article it is fantastic
0: okay i i i definitely I cannot recommend this enough because, yes, Mind Blown. The web's not dead. Oh, no, it's not. Brian, what was the number one song on the day you were born? Ah, uh, unfortunately, it was a tie yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Oh, uh, I, I, well, mine's not much better. I got you've got a friend by James Taylor. Uh, yeah. The The thing that I like was uh, the the song that uh, was playing while I was conceived. That was number yeah. one was I'll be there.
1: I opted to not look that up. I didn't want to know.
0: I know. I know. I now I'm I'm kind of disturbed by that one. So yeah. the Jackson 5 was playing probably on the radio when uh, my folks were getting it on.
1: Yeah, good times. Well, uh, Playback FM, thank you for that. That's a little clever algorithm for our database they put together. So you can get, uh, get that from our show notes, basically. Yeah. So you can find <laughs> out what your parents were getting down to.
0: Yeah, it's it's kind of scary.
1: Now, if you're sitting in front of your computer right now, uh, open up a browser and go to loser.com.
0: Seriously, just do it. We're not going to tell you what it is but troll you have to do it troll for the win troll for the motherfucking win
1: <laughs> it is the best thing ever
0: now i put in a I put in one here that you don't agree with it's an etsy uh thing that oh. uh uh they're they're pop art prayer candles yes and i love them and you I, you, you don't like them because you think that no, they no, are no
1: no, no, no no i i do like them but uh uh, as as somebody who works in the music industry or the entertainment industry in general i i cannot support unlicensed merchandise i, well, I just
0: can't what they're using they're doing they're taking press photos and mm-hmm. then sainting them
1: yes you and know they're very cool and i would yes i would typically buy these things in a second and certainly if these would have been around when i was in college my room would have been full of Susie and the banshee and cure candles
0: yeah and the morrissey <laughs> one's pretty fun but i love the danzig one too the yeah. dancing one is actually pretty funny. So they, she she is doing, you know, art. She is creating a, a prayer candle from a press photo. So can you how can you say that that is not unlicensed when it is given out for press purposes? And then she actually adds on to it and and creates value, you know, out of that. Yeah. yeah OK, come on, man. It's all right. They're clever. They're, definitely they are, they're very clever. clever. I, I'm just bummed the the Gomez and Morticia Adams one is sold out because I would buy that one in a fucking heartbeat.
1: Yeah, those are really cool. Uh, It's amazing that Etsy isn't making any money with these kind of clever things going on. I know. What's the deal?
0: Oh, maybe (laughs) I'll buy their stock. That's how they'll make money.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't think so. So I, uh, you know how I feel about the whole viral video thing and the tugging at the heartstrings and all of that sort of stuff. But Uh I I, I must Uh be feeling particularly sadder on my man period this week because two of them got me pretty bad this week. It's like my room's a little dusty. Uh, (laughs) I hate, I hate, The titles and I hate the clickbaity stuff. Uh, The links are in our show notes. uh, The title for the first one. It only takes thirty seconds to find out why people are falling in love with this video. Whatever. It's it's the skeleton video that's going a lot around right now. You've probably already seen it. If you haven't, it's clever. It's well done. It's the same way as like that the use of the technology from Adweek that you were talking about earlier in the show. It's a well done video to get across a point that I don't really personally think needs to be gotten across anymore. If you don't realize that it doesn't matter who you love, whatever. You're an idiot. Great video though. They did a really good job with it.
0: Yeah, I, it did not. It did not make me weepy, but I, I understood it from the get go. I'm yeah. like, okay, you see two skeletons making out, and it doesn't matter who's on top of that. They're yes. we're just we're we're all just people. Yes. Poke, so, gay po- couples, poke, yeah, poke away
1: <laughs> couples and interracial couples, whatever. Yeah, poke away people. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one, the heart touching commercial, my dad's story, dream for my child, which is uh, cleverly titled, "My Dad Lies," and this one almost had me on the floor.
0: I haven't seen this one yet because I was kind of so underwhelmed by the first one because you were definitely on your man period and your, uh, your mangina was weeping. Yeah, but, I
1: know. I know. But the, this, this one actually really is. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> it's good, man. Watch it. I, I, I ch- try to get through it without a little.
0: OK, I'll check it. On. I'll check it out when we're done. Yeah.
1: Uh, i posted this one as well as my facebook feed and and um every single woman i am friends with on facebook commented on it and talked about how they were in puddles of tears on the floor
0: oh god okay (laughs) so Uh. well done people well done well done
1: Apparently, I like music again because last week I went to see the church and tonight I'm going to see another show tonight. It's Canadian Pixie Electro Pop Diva Lights. I actually quite like it, even though it's very poppy and very, uh, I don't know, Tegan and Saray I guess, but even more poppy. And uh, I I like the album. Give it a listen if you like. I'm going to check her out live tonight uh, and hopefully she will be very good live.
0: Okay, cool. I I can't I can't uh, fault you for going to go see shows.
1: No, no, it's it's actually been nice going out to see shows again. I I kind of stepped away from it for a long time because of my inherent hatred of the music industry, but it's good to be back out there watching these people do what they do. So good stuff.
0: Yeah, I I I do like going to shows again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we talk about like how musicians need to make money yeah. by by performing, and if nobody goes, then they don't make any money. But like, I'll go to a show and I'll buy a shirt, and I, and I know that I will never ever wear that shirt. Yeah. It's just a way to give them money. If they just had a tip jar, like on stage, and I could walk up and give them 20 bucks instead of having to take home a shirt that I'm never going to wear. Right. I, I think they should kind of go with that.
1: Or say a Patreon page, which uh, Grumpy Old Geek's coming soon.
0: Yes, Grumpy Old just Geek. Get or, your
1: wallets ready.
0: Yeah, patreon.com slash GOG. By uh, the time you hear this, it will not be ready.
1: <laughs> I was about to
0: say, why do you... I think we should be promoting that one next week. And speaking of next week, Jason, look at speaking, speaking of next week. Look at you with your, your, your segues. I, yeah. I'm proud of you. Thank uh, you. We are going to be at Finn McCool's hanging out to celebrate our hundredth episode. Pretty crazy. The fact that we said that we would not do this past 10 episodes if we didn't make any money. Yeah. And here we are. <laughs> here we are. We're at not number, making any money. We're at 99 now. Next week we'll be at number 100. Yes. Um and we're just going to hang out and have some drinks with friends, have some fish and chips, because last time I got a sandwich, what was up with that?
1: I uh, don't no, You were feeling healthy, I guess.
0: Well, I had a Reuben. That's not exactly what you'd call <laughs> healthy. Um, but, yeah, Bob was in town because we did our uh, our new voiceovers. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, I, I love fins. Come hang out. We, we actually were planning to do a live show, but there's some soccer on the TVs. Yeah, we can't we can't do we can't do it because they 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 wouldn't turn down the volume.
1: Yeah, maybe next time, maybe for episode 200.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe for episode 200, we'll rent it because then we'll be rich. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Not not. (laughs) So, yeah, come hang out with us. I mean, seriously, I'm in town. That's my last day in town. I'm going back to wasteland of Chicago the next day. So it'll be fun. We will have we'll have adult beverages and lots of fun time.
1: Yes, it'll be a good time. So I will see you in person next week, Jason. And if anybody's in the area, come on down and uh,
0: buy us a pint. Indeed. Well, you can tell I'm in Los Angeles because the gardeners are here now. So we're going to finish (laughs) up this episode. Grumpy Old Geeks is a fan-supported show. If you'd like to help, keep the lights on. You can donate at grumpyoldgeeks.com. $10 or more will get you a copy of our official soundtrack provided by the band Among Us. Who you can also find on iTunes and Spotify. On social media, you can find us at Facebook.com slash or Twitter.com slash GOG Podcast. We really, really, really appreciate your iTunes ratings and reviews. Just go to grumpyoldgeeks.com slash iTunes and leave us a few words and preferably five stars. We are hosted by Libsyn. Use the coupon code GOG while signing up and receive up to two months free. Show notes for this episode can be found at grumpyoldgeeks.com slash ninety nine because poop.